are you frustrated and just over dating as a Christian? Or maybe you're in that pain and the struggle of waiting for the one God has for you. If that is you, girl, then you are going to love today's episode with Allie Siekmeyer. She's a coach, a speaker, a teacher, and now a podcast host with her husband, Ben Siekmeyer, and they go in on inner healing and relationships. So I am so excited to bring to you guys this podcast where we talk about how to approach dating as a Christian woman, how to flirt as a Christian woman. I know we need some help with that. And even how to honor our fellow brothers in declining and accepting dating invitations. So this is going to be so good and it's going to bless you. So get ready and let's dive in. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. glad to have you on I've been you know thinking about this episode for such a long time and when I heard about you know when I saw that you were doing um, your own podcast with Ben on relationships I was like oh that's so cool so I'm even like more excited as you guys are like stepping into that thank you girl I'm so honored I mean I love who you are what you carry what you're doing speaking to women you know that's my heart so I feel like our hearts are our kindred hearts uh, when it comes to empowering women and just to live a life of health, you know, you're an advocate of healthy living. And I have seen that in your life. So it's such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thank you for being here and happy birthday again. Cause you just thank turned 33. You. Hey. 33. Hey, my Jesus year. Yeah. 30s are the best. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you, I guess, most excited about now? Um, yeah you know what I was like thinking what does it mean to have like 33 years old you know like that was the the year where Jesus died and also the year where he resurrected so when I was praying about you know Lord how do you want me to like expect uh for this year I just really felt like God was saying I want you to step into resurrection power and life uh and even like dreams that have been like I have dreamed for years, but then kind of like forgot about, about them or let them die. I feel like even having faith for those dreams um, and having new vision for, for my future for the season. So yeah, that's basically what I've been like pondering on as I have, you know, as I, I'm like a week, a week old of 33 years old. Wow. Okay. First of all, I could talk to you about that forever. Cause that's what the Lord resurrection life has been on my heart so much. Yeah. Yes. And I've been all in like revelation in the book of John. So I was like, oh my gosh. So good. Yes. So I'm hundred percent with you on there. And yes, that's a whole other conversation, which I'm super excited to have, but I want to first, like for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about like your background and like how you started coaching. Perfect. So, I mean, my coaching story starts with my story. Um, and I grew up in Guatemala, born and raised met the love of my life, Ben in Guatemala. However, you know, we got married young. I was 23 and he was 24 when we got married. Um, But there was a lot of unhealthy 
I just had a lot of unhealthy mindsets. I had a lot of pain, a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, trauma that I had never really addressed. Even as walking as a Christian, even if I was totally in love with Jesus, I really forgot. I, I, I neglected my soul. So there was a lot of unhealth that, you know, by being married to Ben, I realized and I was like, whoa, um, this has got to change because he can't fix that for me. It's only the Lord. So yeah, I started a journey of healing on my own where I feel like God, the father encountered me and brought a lot of breakthrough and healing in the areas of self-hatred and shame, toxic shame. I was, you know, a partner my whole life. I experienced toxic shame. So, you know, just, it was through that journey that I became very passionate about inner healing and helping people, you know, navigate through the messiness of their lives and just facilitating and creating spaces for people to encounter the love of the father. So I started my coaching journey very informally. You know, I went to Bible school and through my Bible school program, I did like a coaching program, you know, never really thought that I was going to use it as a career. Um, So I basically for years mentor people, you know, met with people on a weekly basis where we would explore, you know, just areas where they felt stuck. Um, And, you know, through the grace of Jesus, they experienced breakthrough through our our times together. And it wasn't until two years ago where the Lord was like, it's time for you to start your coaching business full time. And I was like, Lord, I do this as a hobby, you know, like I don't do this as a career. And I felt like the Lord was like, Ali, you got to do it. It's the season where I want you to start helping people and start practicing this on a regular basis. So, you know, I was obedient and said yes to the Lord without really knowing that a pandemic was going to take place the following year, which it was last year, uh, which, you know, we all went through, we're still in it. Uh, So I started my business actually a year ago, April 12th of last year. And God has been so faithful. He has been really faithful to work with me, to really strengthen my faith, to believe in his word. And, you know, believing that this is his business. It's, it's not, it's not about me. It's about him. And just seeing people, you know, coming and, you know, become my clients, that has been such a beautiful breakthrough that I have seen. So yeah, that's basically a, a bit of my journey and how I started this, um, you know, to do coaching. Wow. That is so amazing. Yeah. So I, you know, I knew a little bit of that story, obviously, like, and then also having working for you. So everyone listening, I have worked with LA. She's amazing. (laughs) I'm not just saying she's amazing because she's a great person. Like I've actually witnessed her coaching um, firsthand. So um, yeah. And I remember even when you had, you were telling like, oh, I'm going to step out and like do this like full time. And you like made that announcement and you like launched your website and everything. And while how you had like some doubts and you were like oh like is this the right time and I feel I I feel like we had that conversation where more like this was the time like the Lord spoke to you yeah more more women like really need this yeah that's so true it was about the timing wow wow that's awesome and God's timing and something also really key that you mentioned like in your story was you know the when you you and Ben got married you said um it wasn't up 
to him to fix me. And I was like, oh my gosh, a freaking man. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, e- you know, even as Christians and everything, it's like, we have this idea that once we get married, you know, everything's going to work out and everything's going to be great. And we're just going to be like completely happy. Like all those issues and like stuff we have before. Just gonna when I get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're talking <gasps> about that. Yeah, actually, you know, it's, it's the opposite problem. You know, actually there is someone that holds a mirror in front of you at all times and vice versa. You know, I hold a mirror for Ben. So you really see the true self, which is the messy part of you, the imperfect part of you, you know, the wounds um, that maybe were never healed before you, you, you begun this relationship. So it is one of those things where you have to really let go of the expectation that even when marriage is amazing, which it is, guys, I, I'm a believer in relationships. I'm a believer in marriage. It's not a fantasy world because it is, it's, it's challenging and it takes a lot of work, but it is amazing. So even while marriage is amazing, I think that for me, was really important to let go of the expectation. This person is going to fix my problems. This person is going to fix my identity. Whoa. This person is going to take away the lies I believe about myself. Uh, that is definitely not true. You know, in fact, no one triggers me more than my husband because we love each other so deeply. So, you know, that naturally means we're going to hurt each other as humans. Wow. Wow. That's like very deep. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I mean, marriage is pretty, it's the most like important decision you make, right? Yeah. Um, Next to, you know, following Jesus. But, and it's just so crazy. You mentioned like fix my identity. So how, you know, identity, it feels like, it seems like based on what you're saying is like such a key part. So how do we, yeah. How do we get firm in our identity? Like, do we need to get firm in our identity before entering into a relationship? Like, can you just like speak to a little bit about that? Yeah. I think, you know, we get, I feel like sometimes we have the expectation of like, we need to be perfect and fix, fix ourselves before we get into a relationship. And, you know, that's, that's the extreme, which we're always going to be in process. We're always going to be healing. We're always going to be getting free from things. So I, I will say, you know, it's, it's okay for you to extend grace on yourself and say, I'm still in process, but I'm going to be intentionally intentional, excuse me, about grounding my identity in Jesus before I go into a relationship or while I'm in a relationship, I want to go deep into knowing who my father says I am and really believing that truth because if I believe that truth from him, hey, one, I'm going to be able to walk in, in the freedom of who he has made me to be. And two, I'm also going to believe my husband when he says, you're beautiful, you're amazing. Uh, because if we believe, if we don't believe that we're good enough, when the Lord is saying that to us, it's really hard for us to believe that from our partner and nothing will feel like it's enough. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And 
Yeah. And I definitely like resonate with a lot of that. Like, I know that there were some things in there that, you know, you helped really helped me see of like getting firm and like identity and stuff like that. And do you, are, is that a lot of what your current clients like have challenges around? Is that like identity or what are some of the other like common, like things that they come to you for where they're like, Hey, I need help in this area, relationships, personal. Um, yeah, definitely identity. I think that's a huge one and overcoming lies you know, and those lies, it's not our fault a lot of the times that we believe lies. Maybe we grew up in a very toxic home where we experience abuse. Maybe we came out of a really toxic romantic relationship, which for me, that was the case for years of my life. I had abusive romantic relationships where man would just come to me and use me and belittle me and would be very condescending to me. So it just took a long time for me to heal that. Um, and also I believe so many lies about myself. So it wasn't until I really found the truth of who God had made me to be where I, I started walking in freedom. So that's a big part of what I do is a lot of my clients come in believing lies, lies that they adopted from traumatic events. And I help them just see the truth by facilitating encounters with the father Yes. Yes. And that's like what I loved so much about your coaching was that it literally was like me, you and Holy spirit. Every yeah. <laughs> I literally cannot do it. Like, don't look at me to help you fix you because it's not going to be me. It's, it's going to be Jesus. Wow. That's so amazing. And so, yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> like I've never experienced that before. And, and not only do I love that we're going, like when I worked with you, we went to like the source of the only person yeah. who can, like truly fulfill us. But it also sh like showed me that like the way I can interact with the Holy spirit, the way I can interact like with the father in a way yeah. that I didn't even like understand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of like us don't understand that. So can you talk a little bit, I guess, about like how the Holy Spirit like works like in, in our lives and in our hearts to like reveal truth. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I love the Holy Spirit guys. I'm obsessed with the Holy Spirit. And for years I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so freaky, but it isn't. He's such a person and his ministry is, is he's a comforter, right? He's the one that brings us closer to the father. Holy Spirit is, it's, it's just so tender. You know, whenever I have a broken heart, I can go to the Holy Spirit and just, just receive comfort, just include him in my day, day, day to day life. You know, if I have a trigger throughout my day, I literally go to the Holy Spirit and ask him, Holy Spirit, will you reveal to me? Why did I trigger in that moment? Is there a lie that I'm believing? Does this scenario reminds me of something dramatic that happened to me when I was little? And if so, where were you? Will you show me where you were in that moment of my life that felt really painful? Um, and what is the truth about me? So, you know, Holy Spirit is, is my bestie. We're besties. <laughs> so it's just so fun to partner with him because you can just be fully yourself. And it, it doesn't require, it's not a mathematical equation when it comes to the Holy Spirit. He's a person and he has a role and he wants to be near. So it's just a matter of us just approaching him and involving him involving him in our messy, in our day-to-day. -day. Um, 
And I feel like that lifestyle, the more we, we practice, the more we believe, we become. Yeah, that's so good. And like you said, like, Holy Spirit is like your best friend yeah. and like the messiness. Like, I remember one thing you said to me, it was like one of our sessions, you were like, um, you have permission to be messy or no, I'm here for the messy, something like yes. that. Yes, <laughs> you have permission to be messy. Bring me all the messy. I'm not afraid. Yeah. And when you said that, I just remember feeling like, whoa, like for the first time, I feel like I can actually like almost like truly express how I'm feeling and truly express like the emotions I have. And it, you know, when you're talking about this and, you know, my, through my own experience, I was like, wow, like I can do that. Like what I'm doing with LA and the Holy spirit, it's like, oh, I can actually be real. Like with the Holy spirit, like God, like I can be yeah. real with God. And I feel like a lot of women, you know, especially me, I wasn't aware that I could be so real, um, with my emotions with him, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's easy to believe the lie that we have to perform in our relationship with Jesus. Um, and, you know, this lie also applies not only in our relationship with the Lord, but in our relationship with either our husband or our boyfriend or a guy that we're starting to see, you know, it translates um, that performance mindset of like, I need to be perfect in order to. And that is such a lie because, you know, when we looked at the life of Jesus, he came for the imperfect. He came for people that were messy. He hung out with tax collectors. He hung out with prostitutes. That was the, that, that is who Jesus is. So, you know, the group of people that he surrounded himself were far from perfection. So it's just a vivid example of he's not coming for perfection. He has come for the broken. And his ministry in our lives is to bring healing, to bring unconditional love, and to bring acceptance. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I'm just like taking that all in. I'm like, wow, that's so good. Um, so yeah, I guess like my next question. So here I am, let's say, you know, I'm a, well, I am a single Christian woman. Awesome. Um, so Love this, is it. Great, this is a great example. <laughs> um, I guess like what, I, I want to go through kind of all the scenarios, right? Because you, you know, you've Let's been single, you've dated, you've been um, married, obviously you are married. And so it's like, what do I do in my process if I'm like, I'm going to the Lord, I'm having this intimacy with the Lord, I'm developing with it. I'm giving all my emotions to him and he's healing me from the inside out and I'm getting out of performance, but is there anything I need to be like doing in the relationship? I feel like there, especially as someone who, um, kind of is like, oh, I want to do something. And I know a lot of people listening totally relate to that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, of course. Do something. Like, what do I do in my relationship, I guess, to really like, or even like in pursuing, like, what does that look like to create like a healthy, like godly, like relationship? Yeah, I agree. I mean, that I feel like what you're saying is how do I steward my single life, which it's, it's, it's so good. Cause you know, performance is like, I need to do in order to be, and stewardship is we are going to partner with Jesus to live the best possible life that we can live. We want to thrive in the season of singleness. And by the way, I, I love you singles. If you, you're single and you're listening. I love you so much. My husband and I have a heart for singles. We think the world of you. 
we think that we're equally, we're just in different seasons of life. And I find all my single friends to be so brave, so brave and so amazing. So yeah, I will say, you know, it's so important to develop healthy relationships with the opposite um, sex. You know, it's important to, to go into like a relationship thinking uh, it's easy to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to, is this my husband? And that just creates a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure uh, rather than, you know what, I'm going to go into this possible relationship, not having an agenda of, is this my future husband? But to really get to know who this person is without, you know, just having that pressure um, of maybe I'm going to marry him, maybe not. And just to really be present, I think being present is really key element of living a good thriving single life i'm gonna be present i'm gonna go out with for coffee with this person i'm gonna go on a walk i'm gonna hear their story and i'm just gonna be present because this is also an opportunity for god to minister to you through what this person is saying and if i'm not present i'm gonna miss out on maybe what the lord wants to encourage me with through what this person is saying wow that is so Wow. That is so good. And one thing which I totally absolutely relate to. And I feel like a lot of Christian women is that, you know, when you interact with like any guy ever, you're like, Oh my gosh, is this, I don't, I don't obviously now think this, but I remember I used to like, Oh my gosh, is this my husband? Because we're so obviously like want to honor the Lord. And we're thinking about marriage. Like we all desire that this like beautiful, you know, Holy covenant that, yeah, we definitely get stuck in our heads. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. Pressure is so psycho. <laughs> I was real. not doing this when I was like, not with Jesus. Like, why am I doing this now? Like even more freedom. It's just so like crazy. Um, <laughs> but it's no, something, something you helped me with too, is like, um, um, like, I feel like this is something I still struggle with, but it's like when, and I guess, yeah, that's my question to you. Like when to know when to go out with a guy. Cause you know, if a guy asks you for coffee and you're, and I'm like, for me, I'll just, you know, be honest. I'm like, God, should I go with them? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. Like I, I try to like over assess. I'm like, I don't think I'm really interested in them before I ever get to know them. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a little too much, but at the same time, I'm like, want to honor, like, like I want to honor the single time where God is like really growing me. And I don't want to just do things to just do things. I think, I mean, as a Christian, you live a very intentional life, obviously yeah. for, because of Jesus. Um, but yeah, any, anything that you can speak, I don't know if that's really a question. I'm just kind of talking out loud. Yeah. I would love to talk to you about this. And you know, my, maybe like my belief on this might be a little bit different because I have a lot of really good single guys um and ladies they're single and ready to mingle so (laughs) i'll let i would love to introduce you to this amazing man but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of boldness and vulnerability for a man to ask you out for coffee so my advice is you know you can go and have a, a coffee meeting and that's that's it you know that doesn't mean you're going to marry this guy. That doesn't mean you're leading him on. You're just doing an introductory meeting with this person. You can hear their story. If you decide, you know, I don't like this person like romantically, that is fine. And you can be honest instead of ghosting, which is so common. I feel like ghosting 
it can be so painful, you know, I would encourage you to be honest and say, Hey, great. Thank you so much for, for being bold and for asking me out for coffee. I really enjoy your story. Um, but I'm not interested romantically. We can be friends. Mm, So I think, you know, it's, it's good. If you know, this person is, is, doesn't have my beliefs. Like this person is not someone that I would be interested in a friendship, like don't go. But if, you know, it's someone in your community that worked a lot of courage to ask you out, I would say honor their effort and go for a, a walk, go for a coffee. You know, it doesn't have to be intense like dinner, but just find very common, very casual ground, which is coffee usually is the thing or a walk. Oh, I love that. And I love what you said, like, even you're like being honest it's kind of like duh <laughs> but, <you're, laughs> but we kind of like freak out and we're like oh what do I do I, I love the honesty thing but you took it even a step further and was really like honoring the person like seeing them and saying hey like I see that like you are stepping out and like encourage and like boldness and like I honor that about you and yeah. I love that that's awesome yeah yeah and I think you know I'm very passionate about healthy church, healthy relationships within the church. Um, I find that, that sometimes there's a lot of bitterness against the girls, against the guys. And then, you know, the guys are withdrawing, but just how do we create healthy girl and guy relationships? You know, like how do we go back to the basics of learning how to be in friendship? Uh, even if you don't date, but just learning how to have healthy friendship with guys or guys with the girls Mm, yeah that's good and do you have like do you want to expand on that like what what you think like how do we do that I think you did as far as like honoring one another but if there's like any other tips or like advice that you want to share yeah I mean you know like obviously getting community together I I know that this time has been so hard uh, for people to really see each other but things are getting back to normal I hope Uh, at least in New York they are they seem Um, so you know just plan like social events like a park a picnic in the park I love to throw picnics in the park and invite a bunch of people for people to meet one another Um, you know just ask intentional questions about like I think that there's also a boundary where I'm not gonna like open up my deepest vulnerable information and give them to you you know like to a guy Mm-hmm. Um, because that's wisdom, you know, like that is wisdom rather than fear. But I can have conversations that are intentional, that are fun uh, with someone, you know. So I would encourage you to start there, like asking intentional questions, like what are what is making you thrive in the season? What has been the hardest thing? I feel like those are are good conversations to have that they don't necessarily lead you to like go so deep and so vulnerable into the matters of your own heart. Mm, Yeah. I think that's really helpful because I feel like, yeah, it's like social, um, yeah. Social knowing how to be social. Yeah, (laughs) no, exactly. Yeah. I was like, that's really it. And I feel like because sometimes we're in a church setting, you're like, act like a different person. You're like, I don't know how I should interact with you because you're a guy. Yeah. Um, but that definitely brings me to, I want to pull up the questions that um, people submitted to, but one um, 
I want to pull me to the topic of flirting. So like what to do if you are interested, because this is something, again, you help me with. Flirt, flirt, flirt. <laughs> and I remember I came to you and I was like, like this person is interested in me. Oh my gosh. And I was like totally freaking out. And you're like, okay, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> like, and you were just like, so chill about it. I was like, oh, like, okay. So yeah, I, let's talk about flirting. Like, what do you do? Like, say you are interested. What does flirting look like? Give us the lowdown. Yeah. I mean, I feel like flirting is like, uh, expressing your femininity, you know, like you being playful, you being fully how God designed you to be feminine, you know, uh, and feeling beautiful, feeling confident, um, you know, making like little jokes here and there. Um, I think there's such a difference between like flirting and leading someone on, which sometimes we confuse, you know, being a little flirty and free in feeling confident in your own skin and leading someone on, you know, if you're not interested, I would not recommend to flirt with someone or if that comes from a place of like I I need to get a, a need met which is this guy's attention will fulfill that need you know that's obviously you know using the person but if it's definitely you wanting to give a guy a clue and guys need clues guys guys need to know a lot of guys might have no like they might have no idea that you're interested so give them a little help, but showing them, you know, like tap their shoulder, you know, like obviously appropriate, but just that flirtatious vibe. If you're really interested. I love that. No groping. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Keep it pure and holy. Room for Jesus, room for the Holy spirit. No, I'm totally kidding. I love it. Yeah. That was like, oh man, I needed to hear that about flirting. I was like, I don't even know what it is um but yeah that's so helpful just like the clues like I didn't I whenever I first heard that from you I was like oh like what I didn't even know that was a thing um and I love this question um from I'll say from an audience member I don't want to put out names here but um I think this is such a great question for what we're talking about and she asks how do you know if a Christian guy is interested they always seem so nice I know. My like, girl, I, I feel you. Yeah, you know, I recently heard the story of some of my two of my good friends. I won't say the name, but you know, they're very mature people, were good friends, and during quarantine, they started developing feelings from for each other. And again, you know, they were really good friends for years. During quarantine, their feelings started to shift. So the the girl was bold and was like hey do you have feelings for me because I'm spending a lot of time with you so this makes me wonder is our time together withholding me from dating someone else uh, and he's like I actually have feelings for you do you and she's like yeah so you can be honest and I know it's it's gosh it can be awkward it can be vulnerable but I think it's just easier to to ask hey are you interested in me like is this like you being nice or is is this because you have a interest in me I like that I like that and it's also just like a very casual way you're not like hey I really like you yeah, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Super into yeah. you. 
Put the ball on their court. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so helpful. Okay. I'm like, should be taking notes, but I have the podcast. So I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> I also really love this question. This is so good. Um, will you ever really feel ready for a relationship? Great question. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be ready. You know, like we're in process and giving myself permission to always be in process, that's okay. That doesn't disqualify me from being in a relationship. So I want to encourage you, just because you're in process doesn't disqualify you for being in a relationship. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I'm so glad someone asked that because I've been, consciously, I was totally like, I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm like, how do you know, you know, when Jesus is growing you all the time and you're constantly growing and evolving, you're like, how do you know, New York train, um, how do you know when like you're ready, like when that point is? And I've really been questioning that. So that's, that's really helpful. That's awesome. Cause yeah, it's like the person you end up with, you're going to continually grow even more and more and change. Together. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And here's the, the last question from the audience is how do you know he's the one? Ooh, oh my goodness. This can open us up into a whole other realm. I don't believe in the one. I believe God has given us the power and the ability to choose. So I chose my husband, Ben, um, according to the things in my heart that I valued, that I prayed for in a man. And to be honest, he exceeded my expectations. The Lord gave me a man with more qualities, more qualities than what I ever thought or imagined. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even pray for that. But the Lord gave me those qualities in Ben that I needed. Um, so I will say core values. What are your core values? Does this person's core values align to your core values? Does this person loves the Lord deeply, wholeheartedly? Ben and I joke around and say, I like Jesus more than I like you. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And it's true, you know, like this, this person steams the Lord more than the, they steam you. Um, because if that's the case, you know, they are going to treat you out of the overflow of their love for the Lord. So, you know, I feel like we can put a lot of pressure in the one, um, but, you know, I don't think God has created us to be robots. Like we are in full freedom and relationship with him. Um, so I feel like we have the ability to choose, but also when we have a relationship with the Lord, we can discern what, what is peace you know, what feels grounding, what feels, this is from the Lord because I feel peace. I'm not tormented with fear or with doubt or with questions. You know, I, I don't know all the answers, but I know in my heart that I feel peace, that I'm grounded and secure in this peace. So I feel like that is also a confirmation of of the Lord, you know, whenever you're exploring a relationship with someone, you can invite the Lord 
and say, God, is, am I feeling peace being in this relationship? Yeah. I love that so much. Like how you spoke about your heart. Cause I think that's so key is because, you know, in, in Christian relationships, we're always looking for like, does he love the Lord? Does he love the Lord? And I've gotten into not like fully like full on relationships, but I've like, you know, went on a few dates because that person loved the Lord so much. But then as I got to know them, I realized, oh, we don't actually have like as much in common. Mm -hmm. And, but then my mind was saying, you know, oh, but he like loves Jesus and he's like such a great person and all this stuff. And we kind of make these like excuses or like, that's a better way to say it. Um, reasoning for why we should like stick with that person. And then, yeah. And that's where I had to realize like, oh, like what's actually in my heart and that those of the heart like really matter. (laughs) It does. And, you know, we can go beyond religion because Mm -hmm. we are called to live in relationship, not in religion. And religion is like rules and regulations and fear, but you know, relationship is like, I value a sense of humor. I need you know, I want to laugh, like, and that's fair. And that's okay, you know, to want to have in a relationship. You know, I want someone that I can have fun with Uh, physical attraction. That is important. It's not, it's not it, it's not all, but it is important. You got to have attraction and chemistry with someone. And I think sometimes in the church, we're like, physical attraction doesn't matter. It's all about the heart. When being honest, let's be real it is about the heart yes but also every person has a different you know like different level of attraction we like are attracted to different people so I think that's important am I compatible with this person in the Lord yes but am I also attracted do I have chemistry with this person yes that is also important Mm, that's so good yes And I feel like on my heart, for some reason, to really, like, speak to the women who are, like, in the waiting. Yeah. Yeah, who just feel like they've been waiting a really long time for, you know, the one or the the person that they can really connect with. I think that I've personally experienced it, but I've also talked to a lot of girlfriends, you know, single girlfriends, who it's not often, you know, when you're pursuing the things of God, you know, you meet, you meet all these great Christian men. It's so rare that we, like I experience and also girlfriends have experienced like a, a deep, like connection with guys that we meet. It just doesn't happen like ever. Yeah. And we, I've talked to a lot about that with my girlfriends and I'm kind of just like, yeah, I think for me, I was like, you know, I feel like the person I'm supposed to be with, we will have that. And a lot of longing like for that. So I would love for you to speak to like, yeah, the women that have just like, maybe it's been like seven years or more. I'm just like, whoa. I mean, first of all, I applaud you for being, walking in perseverance. What you're doing is you're walking in perseverance. You're not settling. um, And the Lord honors that. So I just want to honor you single ladies that have been waiting for, a while, you know, maybe years or maybe months, but I want to honor your waiting. And I want to say one of my, you know, one of my favorite phrases about Jesus is he will not put you to shame. So he's not going to put you to shame in the waiting. And it's okay to grieve 
it's okay to go to the Lord. Holy Spirit, I'm sad today because I want to have a partner. I want someone to hold me. You know, it's okay to have those real conversations with the Lord. Um, and just to, to be honest about where you are. Uh, but also, I feel like the season of waiting is such an opportunity for God to do a beautiful work in you. You know, maybe God wants to heal uh, the baggage from your past relationships. And, you know, maybe he, in this season of waiting, he wants to just have you forgive past boyfriends that have hurt you or dishonor you so that you won't carry the, that baggage into your new relationship. Maybe the Lord wants to solidify his relationship with you. Um, maybe he wants to show you new depths of your identity and who you are. And also as a single woman in the season, um, there's a partnership of kingdom work. You can do so much for the kingdom of God and use that energy that, you know, maybe you would spend with someone. And I'm not saying that that's negative, not at all, but you can use that energy for the kingdom of God. Because, you know, again, even when you're married, you, you have to grieve your season of, of single, singleness. That singleness season is not longer there. It's a different season. So I just want to say, take advantage of the season that you're in. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um, and I, last question is like, how can we like prepare like ourselves and also how can we pray like for our future husbands? Like how can we prepare ourselves for marriage and also kind of pray into it? <laughs> yes. I'm I mean, I will say, you know, develop your secret place with Jesus. Like it's from that place that we discover who we are and who he is. And it's from that overflow that we can love ourselves and love others. So that is key, develop secret place intimacy with Jesus. Um, and also learn, you know, how to love yourself, how to care for yourself. That might be through exercising, that might be through, you know, social time with your friends, that might be through you volunteering and serving your church or an organization. You know, it's so, so good when we, are not only looking inward, but we can also look outward and help and serve our community and people. And also have those conversations with the Lord, just honest conversations. Lord, I really like those qualities in that guy. Really honor my friend's husband because he has these qualities. I would love to see these qualities in my husband. Um, I remember, you know, when I was single, I would surround myself with mentors, uh, husband and wife. And I am so grateful that I was able to have those seasons of my life where I admire the qualities in uh, the husband of, wow, Lord, I would love to see those qualities in my husband. Also bless, bless whoever your husband is. Pray for his protection. Pray for his purity. Uh, pray for his relationship with the Lord. Um, even if you don't know who this person is, just bless him just in faith. Release blessing over his life, release protection, release strength, whatever you wish someone would be praying for you, do the same for that person. Wow. Amen. Yes. Wow. I just want to 
Thank you so much Ooh. for like all the amazing wisdom and advice and just sharing your heart with every single woman who's going to listen to this. And just, I just feel freedom coming from this. I feel freedom um, to really step into what God is calling them into. Even in the time of singleness, I feel freedom yeah. and like, of just like getting excited about being alone with Jesus and like growing, wow. you know, meeting, like, um, like getting hope hope arising again, just from like hearing yeah. this and like who their person is and all of that. That's just really exciting to me. So yeah, I would love if you could just pray us out, if that's okay. Yes. I would love to do that. <laughs> what an honor is to be here. And Jesus, I thank you for um, the Sisters of Christ podcast. I thank you for every listener. God, I pray um, that you will meet them wherever they are, Lord. I pray that you will meet them, that you will minister to them identity, strength, courage, whatever their need is today. God, I pray that you will meet them there. And God, I pray against loneliness. God, I pray against the lie that says you're not good enough. I pray against the lie that says you will be put to shame. We say no to those lies and we say yes to the truth of who you say these amazing women are. You are enough. You're unconditionally loved. God knows the desires of your heart. So I bless the desires of your heart. And God, I pray for godly marriages. I pray for relationships that are going to glorify your kingdom. And God, in the season of waiting for, for these ladies, God, I pray that you will give them grace. I pray that you will give them vision. I pray that you will give them insight into what you're doing behind the scenes, God. And Lord, I pray that... Um, that you will remove the, the, the why into questions that say, Lord, how are you going to use this? What are you doing in me? How do you want me to dream? So, Lord, I just pray that as these ladies go deeper in intimacy with you, God, um, I pray that they will have the permission to ask you these questions. And I ask that you will speak to them, that you will encourage them, that you will strengthen them, that you will bless the season of waiting. And God, I pray for godly husbands. I pray for men that are going to empower them to be the best versions of themselves and to be the woman that they were created to, to be. And I pray for kingdom marriages, God, that you will start anointing these marriages. Even now, God, in Jesus' name, I bless these ladies. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God, I just thank you um, for Ale, Lord, just, yeah, just her anointing for freedom, God, that you sent her to set the captives free, and we just thank you, mm -hmm. yeah, like, even the things that try to bind women's hearts, that they just be set free, Lord, and we just yes, bless her, you know, ministry, all the things that she does with her church, Lord, we just bless her marriage, God, that it continues to just grow stronger and stronger and more intimate and more exciting and more fun and more love than she could ever imagine, both her and Ben Lord, and just continue to bless them and let them be a blessing to others. And we just thank you, God, um, yeah, for her business, Lord. I just pray abundance and double portion over her business, Lord, and just all the beautiful things that you have planned for her in this podcast, God, I pray. For every person who will listen to the podcast, God, we just pray yes, God. You know, that hearts be touched and encounters with you, Lord. Yeah, for every single person who just listens, God. And I just pray healthy marriages, healthy yes, relationships, God. healthy whole people in you. 
um, are going to bear, that's going to be the fruit of it, God. We just thank you for that fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if it has blessed you in any way, I would love for you to screenshot this and share it on your Instagram story and tag us at the Sisters of Christ. That way more people can know about these life-giving episodes and get these tips and advice that are so needed within our church communities. And I'm also going to link Ale's information down below and her podcast with Ben so you guys can receive that. So thank you so much for listening. And for those who have listened, been consistent listeners and who have been with us for since the beginning and you've heard most of our episode and been blessed, I want to invite you to sow into this podcast through the Patreon community. So we, I just recently opened up. I wanted to create a way to bless you guys and be able to give you even more resources in your walk with the Lord. So every week I'm producing a whole list of resources for you from the prophetic to journaling to worship and in between. So if you want to sew into this and become a support sister through this podcast, you can go to the link below and become a Patreon support sister. So bless you guys. Thank you for listening, being faithful, faithful listeners. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode.